What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 88 of the Stand Up Guys podcast, The Crazy 88. I'm your host, the incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by my brother from the same mother, Lester Jones. Hello, everybody. That means I am out of brother. (laughs) I'll find some more eventually, maybe. (laughs) Billy Bob to my Joe Bob. (laughs) And of course, we got the Ninth Wonder, Chocolate Thunder, living in sin and pushing that shit in, the pussy juice sipping, just the tipping, passing out dick like bullets from John Wick, the phenomenal AJ Singh. Every time I cringe. <laughs> now, pushing which part that, of that did you not like? Pushing that shit in <laughs> with your tongue. <laughs> it could be your dick as well. That always reminds me of that one bit from your mom's house where he talks about eating oh. that girl out by the pool. Like, Oh, yeah, that was awful. <laughs> you told me about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. that yeah, that was, that was awful. <laughs> <laughs> man also like uh, uh who's that female comedian uh she's like blonde attractive and she goes to like a lot of the roasts i don't know why i'm blinking on her name uh, amy schumer no eliza scherzinger no blonde, uh, hope you weren't talking about amy <laughs> schumer <laughs> no, no 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 she's not really yeah. um, anyway she was talking yeah. about how like uh, she likes anal sex and like she was with a guy and like accidentally like shit on his dick a little bit. Oh, Nikki Glazer. <laughs> Nikki Glazer. I can tell yes. by the story. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so wait, uh, she shit on his dick and then what? What he like grossed out or what? I don't think she. I, I don't think he like reacted terribly. Maybe just went and got in the shower. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. What happened to me? <laughs> you can't really like be like, oh, gross. You just gotta be like, oh, it's okay. Don't. It's not not a big deal. You don't want to embarrass the girl. Yeah, the shower seems like if you're gonna experiment, that's a, a good place. Yeah, <laughs> you can squish the shit down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> She's just dropping logs. <laughs> like, geez, you didn't prepare for this at all. <laughs> uh, well, what do you guys want? <laughs> Perfect segue. <laughs> well, I watched uh, Hill House and uh, Bly Manor. Uh-huh. Had a good time. Uh, Hill House, I liked a little bit more. Me too. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like it's a good. Uh, I like the whole series of it. I, I wish they had made more. I guess uh, the writer Mike Flanagan. That sounds right. He wrote a uh, Midnight Mass after that, and he's been working on other projects since then. But I really like his work. Uh, I would definitely recommend. Uh, uh, Bly Manor and uh, Hill House. Uh, Bly Manor was more of like a, a romantic story, but still right. kind of a scary story. Whereas Hill House was more of a, like a, a family dealing with like uh, the trauma they experienced in a house and going back to it. Yeah, it seemed like more more straight up horror than yeah. than the other one. Yeah. yeah, but the fact that they did like I mean they're anthology shows, mm-hmm. but the fact that they already did two of them, I wouldn't be surprised if they did another haunting or something. You know? Yeah, I could see them bring it back, and the the characters like they brought them back for the second season. A lot of them, at least. You know, yeah, so. a lot of them. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that they could return if they do bring it back. Um, what about you, there, Joe Bob? How much? I, I rewatched the boys. I finished that, and then I've I've been rewatching some Mind Hunter. That's about it. Mind Hunter. You finished the boys? Well, I, I'd watched both seasons before, but I just rewatched it. Did season three not come out yet? I thought it was... It's supposed to be this summer. This oh, summer okay. it comes yeah. out. So I was kind of like getting fresh. Okay. Getting ready. Gotcha. They they introduced a new character, right, in the second season. Jensen Ackles. He's like Captain America, kind of. Well, he's going to be in this third season. Oh, he's going to be in the third season. You're okay. Right. Oh, I was like, I'm not quite yeah, sure. Yeah, they haven't... Not, 
He, yeah, he's coming in okay. this next season. Interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with that. I haven't seen season two yet, so I got to catch up on all of it. Yeah. Hmm. So, see if they have to kill off uh, uh, Superman. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, eventually it's got to come to that. Yeah, he's going to be the main baddie at the end, right? Uh, now that he's gotten in legal well, trouble, yeah, they might kill that. him off sooner than they were planning. That's what I was saying. Because of the assault, if they're like, well, we got to kill this son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. He kind of looks like Bradley Cooper. They could just get Bradley Cooper to replace him. <laughs> oh, yeah, they could, yeah. He'd cost a lot more, though. <laughs> uh, I, I heard, I think you told me. Nobody can drink milk like he can. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you said that when they asked his co-worker, co-stars who's most likely their, most like their character, He they said yeah, he Yeah, apparently is. they said that oh, guy. okay, yeah. At least that's the story I heard. Yeah. Well, he plays it well. Uh, well, speaking of the boys, I watched that that boys uh, diabolical oh, yeah. cartoon. I don't know if I watched all of them. I watched some of them. Yeah, the, I mean, there's like eight of them, but they're only 15 minutes apiece, so you can watch all of them in like two hours. I probably did watch them all. <laughs> they, they were entertaining enough, I thought. Some better than others, but uh, certainly entertaining. I don't know if I loved them, but I did like uh, I did like all the other characters, like all the losers and just randos. Oh, yeah, all the people with just like random superpowers. Yeah, yeah. Like the first cartoon on there is like done in like a Looney Tunes type of style, like the baby with the laser eyes. But yeah, I, w- I don't know why I just yeah, it, it didn't hit home. <laughs> well, it's it's one of those things that is certainly not like necessary viewing, but it's entertaining enough if you want to kill a couple hours. Um, I also finished season four of Star Trek Discovery. Not bad. You could tell they were definitely inspired by that movie Arrival with Amy Adams because like I thought about watching that because that one because I know it did well, but I haven't seen it. I oh, saw right. it. I I wasn't. Too, I'm impressed by it. It was okay. Oh, the movie Arrival? I liked it. It is depressing, though. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't want to watch it again just because of that. (laughs) But, like, I think it's worth watching once. Wait, are we talking about the same movie? Maybe I'm thinking about a different one. I'm thinking about the one where those aliens come to Earth and they have those, like, weird hands. With the big head and there's Jack Nicholson. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Mars Attacks. And they have, like, the the, The hands, the ink, and, like, she deciphers their language. Right, right. Yeah, that's what we are talking about. So they do a similar thing in this one where they encounter an alien race that can't speak, and they, like, give off, like, pheromones and light patterns, and they put that together to figure Mm. out their language. So you could definitely tell, like, they were... (laughs) They want to fuck. (laughs) They're DTF, guys. (laughs) Good news. (laughs) (laughs) Um, this is really random, but I remember telling you, I remember like on a really early episode of this show, like I told you that I watched that, um, like on HBO Max, they had like that kind of like gritty reboot of Perry Mason, like miniseries. Yeah. You've talked about it. And I liked it quite a bit. Well, like, so I was like looking through, um... Paramount Plus to see like what other stuff they had to watch on there, and like I came across like the original Perry Mason black and white show, oh. and I was like, ah, maybe I'll give this a shot. So like I, I've watched a couple episodes of it, and it's like it's not bad. Like like you know they're all like it's I guess it's kind of like Law and Order in that each episode has both like kind of a murder mystery and like a courtroom drama <laughs> combined into one. But I like it better than Law and Order because like. It's just it's a cooler time period. Like it's more like noirish, I guess. Mm. And I, 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 it's enjoyable. I, I was telling you though. I, I looked like how many episodes there are. Well, not in total, but like 
I think they said there was like seven seasons, but like just season one alone had like 39 episodes. I was like, holy shit, this is what they consider a season back in the day? They were pumping them out. They would consider that like two seasons and then some. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. Jesus. I mean, how do you keep up the quality when you're making 39 episodes? Maybe they don't. Maybe it just goes up the <laughs> First couple were decent. <laughs> And then, uh, speaking of murder mysteries, just last night I watched uh, Death on the Nile, which is on Hulu. Um, is is that with uh, The Rock in it? Or is that somebody? No, no. There was like a Nile movie with The Rock. Yeah, like there. Jungle Book or something? Maybe I'm thinking about a different Oh, movie. you're thinking of Jungle Cruise. Jungle, Jungle Cruise. Cruise. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I watched that like last year. It's it's fine. Okay. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a not as good Pirates of the Caribbean ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this movie, like, it's a murder mystery that takes place on, like, a, a, a yacht that's going down the, the Nile, basically. All these, like, rich people. And, and like, it, it's fine. Like, like, I don't think the central mystery was all that compelling. Like, it was one of those things where, like, in my head, my, like, right at the beginning of the movie, I was like, oh, I bet this person did it or whatever, you know? And then as the movie goes along, they do throw you like a lot of red herrings. And like, I was like, oh, I could see him going this way. But in the end, it was like, no, my, my first instinct was exactly on the money, you know. But uh, it's fine. Like, you can totally watch it. I ruined the entire thing for my <laughs> <laughs> Um Oh, you forgot to tell everybody uh, what happened uh, to your truck. Oh, yeah. Some asshole smashed my windshield. <laughs> Uh, just another day working uh, downtown. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's gonna cost me two seventy. Mm. <sighs> yeah, that sucks. Did you? Do you think they just threw something at it, or did they actually like hit it with something? I think maybe they hit it because I like looked around for like a rock or something. And I couldn't find anything. Hmm. Were there other vehicles busted up? Not that I've heard of. Hmm. But I worked late, so mine was one of the only cars out there in the evening. So. Hmm. Was that the day you actually worked late or a different day? The day I worked late, yeah. Mm. So I made an extra hundred bucks that day. Oh, <laughs> now you get to pay two seventy <laughs> for a new window. <laughs> well, if we guys don't have anything else, should we get on with the show? I'm sweating. <laughs> well, for anyone who hasn't watched or listened, we're just going to go around the uh, the uh, table here, bring some wacky news stories to the table, and see if we can't make some funny or and or entertaining out of it. And AJ, as tradition dictates, we usually start with you. So what do you got for us this week? All right. Man stabbed girlfriend in the butt because they couldn't agree on where to buy the pizza. That seems fair. <laughs> a judge told the man it would almost be funny if it wasn't so serious as he jailed him for stabbing his girlfriend in, the, in a row over pizza. Nathaniel Williams, 29, got into an argument with his girlfriend about where to buy their food. He wanted Pizza Hut. She wanted Pizza Choice. Both sound terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they both were awful. Yeah. I don't mind Pizza Hut, but Pizza Choice sounds like a, a knockoff. It sounds almost like a frozen pizza. Pizza Choice, <laughs> pizza choice you bitch. <laughs> 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 you Pizza Choice loving whore. <laughs> At some point, I she can't respect a woman who loves Pizza Choice. <laughs> you can enjoy your Pizza Choice in hell. <laughs> At some point, she went to the kitchen to get a drink. And 
and she as, as her back was turned, she felt a small prick in her backside. She <laughs> felt blood on her hand, and when she turned around, Williams was... I like a, this writer. <laughs> <laughs> Williams became hysterical, repeatedly saying sorry at their home in Cardiff. Uh, he, con- he convinced her not to go to the hospital as police would become involved. Uh, however, one of the victim's friends came around later, and after seeing what happened, took her to the hospital. He was later arrested and told to stay away from her. However, on December 4th, the victim woke up in the middle of the night and he was standing at the foot of her bed. He refused to leave her house, so she went to her parents and and he followed her. After being arrested, he managed to break free from the handcuffs and attacked PC Sari Barnes. I don't know who that is. Uh, Recorder John Philpotts said, if it wasn't so serious, it would almost be funny that you were arguing over where to buy pizza, and that led to the young woman being stabbed. You inflicted upon her a nasty wound with a knife, and knives were always serious, potentially deadly weapons. Williams was jailed for a year and must not contact his victim for five years. I mean, dang. Uh, besides the uh, butt stabbing, it got serious, like real serious. <laughs> yeah. He was standing at the foot of her bed later. Um, the butt stabbing I thought was, uh, you know, spur of the moment thing. You get angry, it happens. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if you're bringing pizza choice to the table, (laughs) be prepared for violence, folks. (laughs) Yeah, I submit to evidence this sloppy-ass pizza from Pizza Choice. (laughs) They should bring both pizzas to the judge. (laughs) Obviously, she was asking. Taste this. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. (laughs) Look at these pizzas side by side. You can clearly see what's not the right choice. Pizza choice. She was assaulting his taste buds with this pizza. He simply defended himself. <laughs> pizza Hut should endorse this guy. Yeah, make him yeah he, he, went, he went to bat for them. He's <laughs> got their full support. Oh, should we check out what's in Manifesto, round one? All right, here's an interesting one. Texas dad admits the skeleton in his kitchen is son who died in 2018. So he turned into a skeleton that fast? That's four years. But it sounds like the guy died in the kitchen, and his dad just left him there for four years. So he had to have gone like through decomposition just like sitting there. Yeah. And so, like, eventually a neighbor called him in. But you figured the decomposition phase is where you'd be like, maybe someone ought to check this out, right? Right. So the dude's like a skeleton in there, and the neighbor calls him in. Police come, open, knock on the door, whatever. He opens it. And they're like, you know why we're here? And he's like, yeah, probably, like, the, the corpse in the kitchen. Mm. And sure enough, there he was. I mean, can he get in trouble for that? I mean, his son died. He probably just grieved in a weird way. Uh, he's being charged with something weird like desecration of a corpse or something. I mean, I, I can't pretend to even know, like, losing your child like that. I imagine it drives you somewhat, like, unhinged or something. Yeah. So. It's just crazy that it took four years. Yeah. I kind of hope he doesn't get in trouble because it just seems like it was his coping mechanism. Maybe it could have been. Yeah. Can, can they prove that it was natural causes and he didn't kill his son? I, well, right. sure, I assume they're going to perform whatever tests they can, but I don't know what you get after that amount of time. Skeleton, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's a very bizarre that he would do that. Yeah. But you would think, like... Like, if I was a neighbor, I would have called, like... A long time before yeah, that. Yeah. Like, because it would have been stinking for years, right? You, yeah, you could have it smelled it outside, I'm sure. So, yeah, I don't understand why they waited that long. <laughs> Unless, like, 
it was like a new neighbor that moved into the neighborhood and they're like, fuck, it stinks around here. Well, I mean, after four years, it probably didn't stink anymore. So then how did the neighbor, why didn't, like, what caused the neighbor to call? Like, I don't know. I don't know how they knew about it. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe he was, like, very casual about it. There's my son. <laughs> I bet <laughs> you that. Just, they just looked in the window. He's sitting there, like, drinking a cup of tea with yeah. or something. Even though it's been four years, though, I bet you that house fucking reeks. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Yeah, I don't know if you, that, that comes out. I don't think so. No, that's, it's stained. Um, was that it on that one? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to, like, seem like I'm defending the father because he might have murdered that son now that I think about it. <laughs> but uh, if it was a coping mechanism, then I feel like he should be okay. Well, this is... <laughs> you like beer on tap? Here you go. The first known case of human who urinates alcohol reported. Uh, this story is actually from 2020. Here we go. <laughs> um, a Pittsburgh woman has become the first documented case in a, uh, in human in a human of an untypical condition where alcohol naturally infuses in the bladder from yeast fermentation. The condition which experts uh, propose to call either urinary auto-brewery syndrome or bladder fermentation syndrome is similar to another super rare ailment. Auto-brewery syndrome, uh, where merely consuming carbohydrates can be enough to make you intoxicated, even without ingesting any alcohol via ordinary means. In the most recent case, physicians became aware of what appears to be a related syndrome. After treating a 61-year-old patient who had poorly maintained diabetes and liver damage, the woman frequented UPMC Shadyside for placement on a wait list for a liver transplant, with physicians having previously suspected her issues stem from addiction to alcohol. As a result of repeated urine tests testing positive for alcohol, uh, Initially, our encounters were similar, leading our cl clinicians to believe that she was hiding an alcohol use disorder, explained in a new case report by her doctors. However, we noted that plasma test results for ethanol and urine test results for ethyl uh, glucuronide and ethyl sulfate, which are the metabolites of ethanol, were negative, whereas urine test results for ethanol were positive. Moreover, in addition to consistently refuting having drunk alcohol, the woman did not seem to display signs of inebriation during trips to the clinic. The experience we describe here of two liver transplant teams at different institutions demonstrates how easy it is to overlook signals that urinary autobrewery syndrome may be present, say the doctors. Clinicians must be diligent about paying close attention to medical record documentation and laboratory results and should always investigate the events of incongruencies. Alcoholic urine, like, some people could create like a life cycle off of that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> glug, 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 to fill, glug, glug, glug. I also gross myself out because I'm sure that could become a porn category, getting drunk off of woman's piss. I mean, there's some people that just drink piss. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, fill her up. <laughs> Keep them coming. There's some people that claim that it's good for you. Mm. Piss therapy or urine therapy, they call it, and they drink their own piss. Got a nice head on that one. <laughs> uh, it, it would be... Like, if you had that condition where just eating carbs made you drunk, I'd be drunk all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's weird that it's called auto-brewery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Auto -brewery. I'm assuming that's just you get some kind of yeast in your system. and In their bladders, uh. I guess. So in theory, you could transplant that. <laughs> very Treat strange. Free. Very strange condition. Apparently, yeah, very rare. 
<clears throat> All right, AJ, story number two. All right. Lab-grown lion meat could be set for tables at UK restaurants. Uh, lion meat could be set f- could be for sale in the UK as well as the whole menagerie of other exotic meats that haven't actually come from animals. This is certainly a wild creation. It probably raises more questions than it answers with regards to whether we should be eating meat or and where that meat comes from. Basically, this meat is cultivated and has been pitched by food technology startup Primeval Foods. It's not just lion meat, but tiger, elephant, giraffe, and even sushi made from zebra that could end up in restaurants in the products man managed to pass food if the products managed to pass food regulatory checks uh the argument is that the lab-grown meat is more climate friendly than plant-based meat alternatives uh however even telling a vegan that no animal was technically killed to make their tea might be a hard sell when you're trying to get them to get them into a dripping safari burger the stuff about no animal death happening is true, though. Cultivating meat is a method of, div- of production that allows companies to make food without slaughtering animals. They just grow the necessary animal cells directly, allowing the chance, them the chance to replicate all the nutritional profiles and sensory experiences of eating meat. The overarching idea is that it removes farm animals and therefore saves on land, water, and greenhouse emissions while protecting habitats that could otherwise be destroyed for that could otherwise be destroyed for farming and grazing animals. Uh, Furthermore, it stops pollution from fertilizer and stops the overuse of antibiotics that is prevalent in farming animals. Those theories have also proven, or haven't been proven just yet, because clearly we're not all eating it. Uh, That doesn't mean that there's... That is not a decent idea, though. A study suggests that the cultivated stuff uses between 7 and 45% less energy, as well as producing 78 to 96% less greenhouse gas. Land use is, as you would imagine, down by 99%, while water use is down by 82 and 96%. Hmm. It can be scaled up to meet needs. That's really significant. So why lion meat, though? Well, Yilmaz Borg or Bora, uh, the the managing partner at Ace Ventures, which owns Primeval Foods, uh, hopes more exotic fare might offer something a bit different to get people through the door initially. He explained people are constantly seeking to discover new foods, new restaurants, new culinary experiences, but the traditional species have reached their limitation on meeting this demand. It goes beyond the current beef, chicken, and pork dishes, and it has has come out without the expense of nature. Uh, he continued, in the coming months, we are planning to have a tasting event in London with our with one of our cultivated exotic meats to have the world taste what the next chapter of food will look like. It could be made to work. It's definitely worth a try. Yeah, I mean, that's great. If we could make like sustainable ways of feeding everybody, that's amazing. I always wanted to eat an elephant. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, elephant food. Uh, I mean, that does not sound good to me. <laughs> I bet like elephants were good because we, like, we killed the... What, like mammoths to extinctions? So. Oh, that's true, yeah. Ah, that's because we were, like, starving and didn't have anything back then. Well, and, like, I mean, they were a large target. It's like, could feed yeah, people for a, a long time. it's a big target. Yeah, yeah, you're going to feed a lot of, uh, mm. a lot of bellies. Well, I mean, sounds good to me. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, manifesto round two. Former Yale administrator stole $40 million pretending to buy computer equipment for the university. <laughs> so she'd buy, like... Um, computers and tablets and she was allowed to buy she could make any purchase under ten thousand basically without overview so she'd make these small purchases and she'd resell all the equipment and have that money transferred to her account but yeah 40 40 million and she's buying all these like 
fancy cars and going on extravagant trips and <laughs> but yeah. Poor, uh, so what was she, what was her title? She was like in charge of purchasing. So she probably wasn't like making that much money, right? Like she's probably made like hundred thousand. I mean, if you're in charge of budget that big, I would think yeah, at least a hundred thousand. Yeah. So forty million, like, kind of stands out. Like people are gonna notice you getting forty million dollars. It, it took a while, apparently. Yeah. And you said she was buying all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah, I said she had like like a bunch of nice cars. She had a Dodge Charger. I think I said a Land Rover. Huh. A couple others. Huh. And. uh yeah, living it up. <laughs> I mean, that's bold. I don't have the nerve to do that. I mean, if I was stealing that much money, I'd, I'd put it in crypto because that way they can't seize it. Yeah. And then, like, you do your jail time and you're still rich. Yeah, that's true. Good point. But, no, she had, I think they said, like, three properties and just all kinds of shit. Yeah. You know, I listened to a podcast about crypto, and they said, like, one of the biggest misconceptions is, like, you know, the government can't track your money. But they're like, that's not true. Because of the blockchain, they can actually very accurately, like, trace crypto back to people. Well, every account is is 100% traceable, but there are these businesses. So if you have a Bitcoin account, and, and basically it'll wash the money for you because you send them the money. They scramble it over, like, a thousand different accounts and filter, filter it back to a different account that's clean. So, yeah, it's it's not a big deal. Hmm. Lost my story here. Was there anything else on that one? Uh, Well, we can only hope to die doing what we love. Guy dies after competing in an amateur taco eating contest. Oh, I'd love to die that way. Wait, you weren't you gonna? You were thinking about taking a super spicy burrito? I thought I did want to do that. Were you afraid of dying? I I, I talked (laughs) out of it. I realize I'm an idiot. Maybe I shouldn't try such things. (laughs) Maybe we could we could tape it for the YouTube channel. (laughs) I I mean, I I'm not against. I love spicy foods, but I know it's gonna kick my butt. (laughs) But I'm down. I'm down. Let's try it. I think we should all do it. Oh, oh, I definitely yeah. could. <laughs> I'd be all fucked up. I couldn't even begin to eat something like, like that. If I eat like a jalapeno, I get hiccups so bad. I oh, can't, like, I'm the same way. Like I get hiccups like immediately. I can drink Tabasco sauce, but I mean beyond that, like when it gets really spicy, I'm just like anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a current story. It actually happened in 2019, but it's new to me. Uh, calamity struck last night at the ballpark at. Uh, when the man conducting a taco-eating championship abruptly choked and died. Uh, Dana Andrew Hutchings, uh, the Grizzlies have since canceled a Saturday scheduled professional taco-eating championship. The remainder of the taco truck throwdown event this weekend will go on as slated. Dana Andrew Hutchings adored sports and having fun, thereby a taco-eating contest in the heights of a Fresno Grizzlies game appeared like an ideal combo for him. Those tacos would be his final meal. He apparently began to choke, so Fresno Grizzlies medical staff rushed over, started to give him first aid, and then turned him over to the American Ambulance, uh, stated Tony Body, with the coroner's office in Fresno County Sheriff's. Paramedics attempted to clear food out of Hutchings' airway. However, he perished less than 30 minutes later. He said he was going to enter a taco-eating contest and has been not eating all day to make himself a winner, noted Eric Schmidt, a fellow fan. Uh, when the contest arrived up on the Jumbotron, Hutchings strategy of delaying eating until the contest seemed to work at first he was winning schmidt claimed i mean he was hungry you could tell my son and i were standing there like oh there's the guy 
and he was winning because he was starving. However, then he ceased eating, Smith witnessed him try to chew a bit more, and then a large video screen went dark. He desperately watched paramedics working on Hutchings and caught wind later that they could not save him. The deceased medical history will be part of the country uh, county coroner's probe. Everybody's saying he was choking on food, so we have that as a starting point, Body said. There's a guy named Tony Body working at the coroner's office. <laughs> That's weird. But it's spelled B-O-T-T-I. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, like, you would think with all the medical help there that he would have been okay. But or at least had a better chance than most, yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess the Heimlich doesn't work 100% of the time. Jeez. <laughs> so many tacos. <laughs> yeah, it does make you wonder how many tacos he had just put in his mouth before that happened like yeah. they must have all gotten stuck at the same time uh, yeah after like successful cpr you usually puke so that'd be a big uh yeah big old pile <laughs> that's what you need a dog for dang man like that sucks like you're excited yeah. about eating tacos they're delicious this is the greatest day of my life yeah and then boom god's like oh you like tacos <laughs> you can choke on <laughs> boy that sucks though I don't know. Man, you know what that story reminds me of? Are you talking about that? It's like, so we used to have this dog, Jake, growing up, Black Lab. And like, <laughs> next door, there was this, these neighbors had a, a boxer, and they definitely did not feed that dog enough. Like, its ribs were always poking out, you know, and so we take pity on it a lot and feed it. But like, one day, like, my mom fed Jake, like, like a bunch of, like, macaroni and cheese. And, like, I don't know if this was on accidents or if he was actually, like, being kind, but he pukes up this huge pile of macaroni and cheese, and then him and that other dog, like, split it. <laughs> Lady in the Tramp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet. I, yeah. It was always one of those things where I'm like... Was this completely by accident, or is he like... I think it's on purpose. It could be, man. Because bats do the same thing. Like, uh, I think it's uh, blood-sucking bats that I heard recently do this, where if one is really full, and like in the past, if it recognizes that, hey, that bat once helped me, it'll go and help that bat and regurgitate it, and they'll he'll give them the food. Oh. They'll put it in their mouths. Interesting. Yeah. Wasn't there another time that I think the same dog like ate a bunch of spaghetti... And, like, Dad was playing with him on the floor, and he just, like, peeked a big steaming pile, like, <laughs> that right happened, next to his That head. happened, too. That happened, too. <laughs> uh, spaghetti and goulash. <laughs> I remember another time, they fed him a bunch of cabbage. <laughs> and oh. the, <laughs> I don't know. They're like, didn't want it to go to waste or something. But, but he eats it. And then it was just funny because the, I've never seen this amount of puke. Like, <laughs> he was by the couch. I swear to God, like, he puked the full length of the couch. Like, this huge, the biggest pile of dog puke I've ever seen in my life. Like, you just like just this green puke. Yes, yes. It wasn't like all in one spot. It was like he was trying to go to the door, but he was like puking along the way. But wasn't was he wasn't laughing. like he wasn't like revving up to it like how dogs do like <laughs> I, that part I don't remember if he was like uh, nobody made it to the door in time because that dog puked <laughs> the biggest fucking pile of cabbage man, oh, man. it was hilarious <laughs> cabbage <laughs> it's a dog <laughs> it was a bad idea apparently. <laughs> Well, you know, Dad, he, like, loves corned beef and cabbage. And I, I don't know. I guess they just had leftovers <laughs> up, and they're like, we'll see if the dog will eat it. 
Yeah, Dad doesn't get his fill of crap like that. <laughs> he was probably shitting his pants the whole day. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I'm Gleebo. <laughs> that is the one funny thing is like. I think it was cabbage would like always make my dad like just get violent diarrhea, <laughs> but he'd like always eat it. He's <laughs> like, it's so good, I can't not eat it. Cabbage? <laughs> he I mean, loves I, it. I man. get why lactose intolerant people love like lactose, right. but cabbage is one of those foods that I could easily avoid. <laughs> <laughs> man, my dad like for many years like <coughs> had to drive like you know, 81 miles one way to work. So he just had all these stories about like having the emergency shit along the road. (laughs) (laughs) I hope there were a lot of trees and stuff around. I bet there were. Yeah, there would have been. Okay. (laughs) He can't just go out in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Well, I'm sure he made it as far as he could. (laughs) Might have just went on the other side of the, like, passenger side of the door. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) People are like, hey, there's a truck stuck out here. Can you need any help? (laughs) Oh, the guy shouldn't. shouldn't. But yeah, throughout the years, he had had many, many poop stories. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. 81 miles, you got to stop pee and poop. I, I mean... Well, I would probably place. try to poop before I left the house. He said, <laughs> said he like he went to take a shit and he shit on his suspenders. Oh. <laughs> uh, man, I worked with uh, the Polly is homeless for a while, and uh, she, she said she'd uh, sleep by this tennis court in the evening. Like one day, she woke up and there's just a guy like in a full suit taking a shit out there. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, that has to be an emergency. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I wonder how they're wiping. Yeah, I I was like, with this tie. I was like, he he didn't show up with a tie for work that day. (laughs) Their socks are cheaper or something. (laughs) His undershirt is gone or something. (laughs) Oh. My dad's one of those guys that always carries like a hanky on him. He blows his nose into it, but he said he's lost a few of those over there. Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah, he'd come back missing sleeves or something. <laughs> or you just take off your underwear and wipe with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right, that was <laughs> that was my story. AJ, you got something for us? All right. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, Chinese researchers are creating robot robot nannies to nurture babies in artificial wombs. And then they have a picture of like a skeleton Terminator. Yeah, this thing was horrifying. <laughs> well, that's what it's going to lead to. Yeah. <laughs> Researchers in China have developed a robotic artificial intelligence system to care for embryos as they grow in artificial wombs. According to The Independent, the robotic, the robotic nanny is already nurturing several animal fetuses. The researchers uh, who published their findings in the Journal of Biomedical Engineering said they intend to develop technology that could enable parents to grow a baby in a lab, eliminating the need for women to fall pregnant themselves fall pregnant uh they said the robot intends to optimize and improve the system in for in vitro embryo culture while also adding they that they wanted to create an online monitoring system designed for long-term culture of embryos according to the research the system also allows embryos to be nurtured more effectively than a natural womb the report also added that there are still many unsolved mysteries about the physiology of typical human embryonic development. Creating such technology would also help understand the origin of life and embryonic development of humans while providing answers for solving congenital disabilities and other significant reproductive health problems. In 2019, Associate Professor of Law Nira Bhatia and bioethicist 
and public health researcher Evie Kendall uh, wrote in their article for the conversation, artificial wombs could aid premature babies. They wrote, currently those born earlier than 22 weeks gestation, gestation have little to no hope of survival, and those born at 23 weeks are likely to suffer a range of disabilities. Uh, using a sealed bio bag, which mimics the maternal womb, might help extremely premature babies survive and improve their quality of life. They also mentioned an experiment where a group of neo neonatologists uh, successfully grew lamb fetuses in an artificial womb for four weeks in 2017. Previous attempts to grow fetuses were successful, but only for a few hours. However, the doctors at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia could support the lamb fetuses for 28 days. The system used to support the lamb fetuses resembled a vast Ziploc bag filled with amniotic fluid. Uh, director of the Center for Fetal Research, Dr. Alan Flake, told Huffington Post at the time, if our system is as successful as we think it can be, ultimately the majority of pregnancies predicted at, predicted at risk for extreme prematurity uh, would be delivered into a system that keeps them immersed rather than being delivered into a ventilator or onto a ventilator. Uh, so there you have it. Soon you'll be able to pair uh, an AI nanny with the simulated wombs. Uh, the future is closer than you think. Hmm. I feel like China is just going to have, like, fields of Matrix pods where they grow their clone army to take over the world. <laughs> yeah, I think China's doing stuff that uh, we are still, like, ethically, like, talking about, having the conversation about. And they're like, let's just do it. So I don't know what that's going to lead to. That could be a totally negative thing if you mess up. But I don't know. Maybe they'll have an edge. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, even after you start doing it, you're going to need like 20 years to see what people are turning out like. Mm. So, but I, I guess, well, I've been hearing that they're anticipating that we're going to have a population collapse because even after they've released like the one child policy in China, it's become like a norm and and most people aren't having more than one kid. Mm -hmm. And so they, they're figuring it's just going to have, a, we're going to have a crash. Yeah, it might be a, a good thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, it's hard to say because you're gonna have a very large population of old people and a very small population of young people, and a lot of the burden for older people frequently does go on, you know, the younger generation, and it could be a big problem. Mm. So we'll we'll see. I guess I don't know. I was wondering, like, what effect does the economy have on that? Like, when the economy is bad. Well, you can't say that because, like, the baby boom generation kind of came out of a shitty economy, didn't they? Yeah, and even, like, well, I mean, 100 years ago, you know, when everyone's poor and your children have a high probability of dying, people would have, like, 10, 12 kids. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. And um, you'd still see that in, like, Africa. And kind of one of Bill Gates' things about, you know, spreading widespread vaccinations is when people, you know, know that their children are probably going to live, that they have a lot less kids. But, yeah, I don't know. I wonder what, what the stats are in America, though, where because we've been kind of on this trend where the middle class is kind of eroding, and it doesn't make you really want to have kids. Well, a lot of, that's another thing is a lot of people are waiting later and having fewer kids. Like, a lot of people won't have kids until they're 30 or, or higher. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to see where that'll go. <clears throat> um, anything else? Is it whose was that one? That was his. Oh yeah, that was his. What do you got for us? Okay, so I I don't think I ever heard this story, but um, so a man who buried school bus full of children for five million ransom approved for parole. Now this is a case that happened in the seventies. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah, where like 
he uh, he like hijacked a, a bus full of children and like apparently buried the entire thing. And he was trying to get five million bucks out of it. And I guess it said like after like sixteen hours the the kids had been able to tunnel out or something. Mm-hmm. And he he's been in prison since then. But uh, it sounds like he might be coming out for parole. But I was like, this is a crazy story. You, like, you buried an entire bus. Where was this at? I believe it was near San Francisco. It was in America, though? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, California. Because I know there are some countries that are much more forgiving than we are. Like, Because I heard a story, like, I think it was in Canada a long time ago. Like, there was this guy on a, a I think it was like a public bus. And he just, like, went fucking crazy killed this other guy on the bus and i want to say like cut eight. his head off yeah that's yeah. what it was and then i think he eventually got out yeah yeah that's crazy and like they've probably like well he was mentally ill he went to a mentally ill hospital or something for years and we think he's it's like i don't know if somebody does something that violent why would why would you take the chance the, r- the mm. risk to society is too too great i would think so mm. i mean there's got to be a limit where you're just like if somebody goes off the handle that much, yeah, lock them away forever. Why? Why take the risk of letting them kill someone else? It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I'm. I'm surprised you got out. Like, you decapitate somebody, you should probably go to prison for the rest of your life. Yeah, even if you're fucking crazy. I don't know. That's yeah. That yeah. I don't know the uh, that. I gotta look that up after this because I'm gonna try to figure out why they let him go. Like, <laughs> doesn't make sense to me. But yeah, I never heard of this school bus guy. Yeah, I was like, this is a story I would think that at some point in my life I would just would have heard. You would think so. It's a pretty crazy story for someone to bury a school bus. Yeah. For, you know, hold it ransom. Yeah, I mean, it, the days before cell phones and YouTube and internet, like, we, God only knows all the interesting stuff we've missed out on that's happened in the past, you know, like the craziest shit that, that's ever happened. <laughs> Although, you know... These days, it's the opposite thing, where so much crazy shit happens every day mm. that eventually even crazy stories get lost. Oh, yeah. That's you know, true. There's so much of it. Yeah. Right. Like, like think of all the crazy shit we've covered on this show. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, eventually you cover enough of those in your life. Like, I'm sure you could tell us a crazy story we covered on, a, like, another podcast and it'd be new to me, you know, yeah. just because there's, like, so much. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, 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 anything else on that one? No, no. A uh, man who wanted to escape family has lived in an airport for 14 years. Oh, I had the story too, yeah. <laughs> read that again? Um, a man who wanted to escape his family has lived in an airport for 14 years. <laughs> this guy's funny. <laughs> um, airports have long been seen as the gateway for escape, to get away from the day-to-day life and explore the world beyond. Well, one lad took the term escape a little too far after venturing to Beijing Capital International Airport 14 years ago and never returned. Wei Jiangguo, a Chinese man in his 60s, has lived at the airport terminal uh, 2 since 2008. His reason for leaving? He wants to smoke and drink without his family bothering him. (laughs) We've all been there. Family bothering you to no end. Tax-free booze, huh? (laughs) Craving a holiday away for a bit of freedom. But most of us come home eventually. However, Wei has decided that he's never going to be ready for that holiday to end. He told China Daily, I can't go back home because I have no freedom there. My family told me if I wanted to stay, I had to quit smoking and drinking. If I couldn't do that, I had to give them all my monthly government allowance of 1,000 won, AU $200. 
Uh, but then how would I buy my cigarettes and alcohol? Oh, come on. <laughs> Wei has also decided to give up on looking for work after he was laid off uh, in his 40s and struggled to keep a new job because of being too old. Surprisingly, he doesn't have the longest tenure of living at an airport either. Turkish man Bayram Tepeli moved to a, a, a Turk airport in 1991 for similar reasons to that of Waze and lived there for 27 years before an airport closed Is this just an idea that people get? <laughs> it's, I guess so. He now lives in Sabiha Gakin Airport. According to Daily Sabah, Tepeli left his hometown of Jemlik due to family problems before flying to Istanbul to find work. He looked to find a new job at the airport after following directions for his boss. Uh, he worked for a short time and has lived ever since. He told Daily Sabah, My former boss told me one day that he found me a job where I wouldn't need to find a place to stay anymore. Then I came here. After suffering from health problems, he was forced to quit the job at the airport but decided to continue uh, making the terminal his home. Back in Beijing, Wei is often subject to p police and security clear out clear out uh, where they drive him back to his home in Weijing. However, he always he says he always finds his way back. He said, I get expelled, lay low, and then I come back just like old times. At least I have my freedom in the airport. So, like, I, are these guys just attracted to the airport because it's like a place that never closes? And I, like, I mean, I guess, yeah, it never does this. Yeah, I guess you're kind of safe there. I, I don't how how does an airport allow this? I, I would think an airport would kick you out immediately. Like, no, you're on a flight. You've been sitting here. You're suspicious. Like, well, I mean, you always have those people at the airport though. They're like their flights delayed. They're crashed out. Yeah. Like, but then are you, so showers. Some of them have showers. Oh. I used the shower when my kid puked on me one time. Oh, okay. He's just like taking horse baths in the bathroom. Yeah. No, it was a proper shower. It was like a family. No, but this bathroom. guy. Yeah. He was like washing his balls in the sink. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, gotta just get the ass. <laughs> get the crack. <laughs> the reasoning's just so funny, though. Like, oh, my fucking family is giving me grief about my smoking and drinking. Fuck them all living in the airport. <laughs> so he lives rent free and he just spends his government check on booze and cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a living. <laughs> Not a very good one. But. <laughs> well, he's free at least. Yeah, I mean. Freedom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what must his family think of him? Like, they can't even want him to come back at this point. <laughs> How do you explain that to people? Like, where's your dad? It's like, uh, he, he'd rather live at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing I wonder. Like, did these guys, did his family, like, no, he lived at the airport. <laughs> or were they just like, oh, he he left and he, he's been he went, gone. He went out for cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, he literally went out for cigarettes and never came back. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, AJ, I guess I'll pass it back to you then. All right. This is my last story that I have here, so let's make it count. It's a, kind of a lighthearted one. A sheikh who, who holds the world record for biggest collection of 4 by 4 cars has now built the planet's biggest Hummer. The 46-foot by 20-foot wide uh, and 21.6-foot tall monster truck dwarfs ordinary Hummers and looks ridiculously large in comparison. The gas-guzzling giant will run on four diesel engines and has a toilet and sink in the first of the two floors. Car, ma car magic Hamid bin Hama Hamdan... 
uh, Al Nayan from United Arab Emirates commissioned the vehicle for his for his Sarja Off Road History Museum. The uh, Sheikh, a billionaire member of the Emirati royal family, boasts the Guinness World Record with a collection of 718 4x4 models, meaning if he drove one a day, it would take him nearly two years to drive them all. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for that complicated I know. Math. Why did they have to tell us that? <laughs> His latest ride, the so-called Hummer H1X3, uh, was driven to the museum on public roads to the astonishment of locals. Built on the frame of U.S. Army Lark LX steel-hulled amphibious cargo vehicle that's capable of a top speed of 32 kilometers per hour. Car mat... Oh, I'm just telling the story again. Um, yeah, here's pictures of it. That's... You guys yep. can't see it at home, but... It's man, a big Hummer. This is massive. Like, you can fit a normal... A real humdinger, if you will. <laughs> you can fit a normal one underneath it, so uh, this thing's out of control. But yeah, it's just nuts, man. Some people really do have too much money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you heard Jeff Bezos. He had like a hundred-year-old bridge taken down so his yacht could fit like in some other country somewhere. Like, that's crazy, man. <laughs> These people are—they just have too much money. That's the problem. <laughs> it really, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like if one of the rulers of your country had shit like that, I, wouldn't you be so pissed? Yeah, yeah. You're all poor and shit, and they're <laughs> fucking driving over top of it <laughs> in some custom-made Hummer monster truck. That kind of reminds me. I can get me. over the protesters with no problem in this baby. <laughs> <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> I don't even feel them. <laughs> Very let them eat cake. <laughs> uh, that kind of reminds me of this bill that was passed or recently passed in New York, like a spending bill. On a football stadium for eight hundred fifty million dollars for the Buffalo Bills, and they cut like uh, family services and services for like underprivileged people for for eight hundred million dollars. So an extra fifty million dollars is going towards the stadium, and they cut this money from like you know feeding people and stuff like that. It's just nuts, man. Our priorities. I mean, the money's just not going to the right place. And uh, there's a few examples of it right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. You know what we never talked about? The slap heard around the world. Mm. Will Smith, Chris Rock. Yeah. That was pretty nuts. That was weird, man. He's got something he's got something rotten going on in his life, man. Well, it, you know what it is? This is his wife. It is. She's been like torturing him. Like, yeah, she's like she's gotta be a toxic dump. Yeah. She she's an odd person, man. Yeah. I think he's just he seems broken. Man. Yeah, he's he's broken. He has well, to get past this. Well, and she like openly like cheats on him. Yeah. Like like she has like a boyfriend on the side and like that's their arrangement, I guess. Yeah. And she like talks about cheating on him in front of him like it's nothing. Like, you know, he's obviously like hurt by it and she'll be like, "Yeah, you know, I just needed something, blah blah." blah. Like it's wild. Yeah, I don't get their relationship at all. He, the, th the thing is, he could have like any anyway. woman, yeah. yeah. Well, I've heard some people speculating that he's secretly gay, but I don't know how they co come uh, up with if that. If you're gay, you like you just be like, okay, I got my 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 baby's mama and kid and whatever, and I can live with this. But no, he's he's fucked up. Yeah, like he's out there trying to win her back and stuff. You can tell. Like at the same time, like it surprised me, like how many people are on Will Smith's side on this. Oh, no. L listen, because, like, I guess the, like, standing up for your woman thing, but anybody who thinks this was okay Wanted, yeah. is insane. 
Yeah. No, the joke was such a softball. It wasn't anything too mean or it didn't cut hard, I thought, but it pissed him off for some reason. I think he was already pissed. Yeah, and I even heard, like, Chris Rock didn't even write that joke. Like, because, you know, all these presenters yeah. have, like, writers. So, like, he just repeated a joke that literally someone else wrote and it got him fucking slapped. Yeah. He took it like a G, though. Like, yeah. He's like, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't, like, really look like he was hurt too badly. I think he was just, like, shocked. Yeah, by he was it. shocked yeah. for sure. Like, he was, like, didn't know what to say. I don't he's think. definitely been slapped before, though. Hmm. I would say that. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, I got slapped. <laughs> uh, Will Smith had to make a long walk up there, too. Like, he had to get up from his chair and, like, walk. He was like, oh, Will Smith's coming up here. <laughs> yeah. Well, the weird thing, like, I wasn't watching it live, but it was weird because, like, when he made the joke, it seemed like at first, he was like, laughing. they were laughing. Yeah. And then, like, it cut to her, and then all of a sudden, she was, like, all, like, serious. serious. So, it's like, he, he must have saw her face and been like, oh, we aren't supposed to laugh at this. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, not good. I mean, there is kind of a hypocrisy. Like, somebody gets assaulted on a stage in a major award show, and nobody does anything about it because both people are famous, and they don't, you know, really want to make it that serious of a situation. I mean... Oh, someone's uh, at the door. But I mean, who wants to go like tell Will Smith that he has to like leave the building? Yeah, or that's true. Yeah. Like, and plus, like, yeah, like if I was even like someone in charge of them, like I don't know what I would have said. Yeah. Yeah, you're on the spot. That's for sure. Yeah. I like what an awkward situation, man. Hmm. So, so bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> but like. Yeah, it, like anyone who like takes Will Smith's side on that, like you're basically saying that it'd be okay if you went to a comedy club and you were offended by a joke to go up and like slap the comedian. You right, know, right. it's just an insane saying that so many people are like taking up for him and like taking his side. I don't know. I just I don't know. It's crazy. I think it's just like all the the shit talking that he's had like in the past few years. People just feel empathy for him. You know, like. Like, he just had this outburst that was bound to happen because he's been, you know, shit on by his wife and then all these other celebrities, like 50 Cent talk shit about him and other people are like, oh, he's a cuck, he's this, he's that. Yeah. I would never do go through that, you know? Like, I think it just adds up and it weighed on him. Yeah, <laughs> like, their family is bizarre. Like, I would yeah. like to know, like, the backstory on all that. Yeah, that, I think you can make a show out of that family. Yeah, you could definitely make a reality show, and it, you wouldn't have to script it at all. I think it'd be very interesting. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Man, I saw this clip when uh, Will Smith was younger. He's on a he's on a talk show. I, I want to say it I might saw have been this. Letterman. Yeah, but uh, he was like he was making fun of one of the I think the, the band members yeah. because he was bald, and mm -hmm. it was apparently because he had alopecia. <laughs> and, then, like, and then he was like, "Oh, it's just a joke." Just a joke. Because <laughs> like, the crowd like, was so like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> come on, Will." Uh, yeah, that was, that was yeah. bad. <laughs> that guy, if he's still alive, should track Will Smith down and <laughs> slap, slap him. Slap the shit Keep out my him. name out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I guess like he's not getting sued because Chris Rock doesn't want to deal with it or something. But I heard like um, like Chris Rock's touring tickets went from like fifty bucks to like four hundred bucks. Yeah, I think a lot of people are coming out to see him now. Yeah. They're supporting him. Yeah, he'll he'll make his money up in that ticket sales i kind of feel bad for chris rock because he's he's talked about himself like he he's not really been full-blown diagnosed but there's been like some discussion that he might have asperger's huh so like you know for him to process what's happened it'd probably take a little extra time and 
Maybe. Might add some complexity to it. The Aspies. Mm. He says he can like socialize and communicate pretty well, but it's the nonverbal communication that gets lost on him. Uh, mm-hmm. So now Will... That was nonverbal communication. <laughs> he didn't see that slap coming. <laughs> Are you angry with me? <laughs> hey, he's coming up here to hug me. <laughs> he really liked it. <laughs> you know that Will Smith is going to be in hot water for beating up a guy with Asperger. <laughs> like, how dare you? No more Aspie hate. <laughs> You're anti-ass. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny if like Chris Rock was like I didn't recognize this laugh <laughs> I was really confused that was a love tap <laughs> <laughs> oh man well we're almost at time do you got maybe a short story to go out on so this is uh, uh, about the war Russian troops suffer acute radiation sickness after digging Sh- Chernobyl trenches like I don't even understand why they decided they needed to be in Chernobyl like, what's going on? So they go in there, and they're, they're, like, digging trenches in the forest and shit. And a bunch of them are getting, like, radiation sickness. Um, so, yeah, they start getting sick, and they start, you know, basically abandoning posts or whatever and taking off. Um, so, yeah, there's reports of these buses coming out of there. But there's this, here's a paragraph that caught me. Local reports suggest that seven buses with ZAP troops uh, arrived in Gomel early Thursday. But here's the, here's the kicker. Journalists on the ground have also reported ghost buses... Uh, full of dead soldiers being transported from Belarus to Russia in the dark. Mm. Yeah, I heard they're having heavy, heavy casualties. Well, this sounds like probably people just died of radiation. Yeah. I mean, number one, why are they digging the trenches? But number two, like, it surprises me that the radiation would still be that strong. Yeah. Apparently, it's like that. the particular area that said was, was, is one of the worst. Like, well, where is Chernobyl? Is that in there? Ukraine? Or is that yeah, in it's in Ukraine. Oh, it's in... So they took it, like, I don't know why. Yeah, what's the benefit of having that area? But apparently they were planning on holding it. <laughs> yeah, Russian sick. military is wild. I don't understand them. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, that wouldn't have been my first uh, target. They're going to lose land after this war. <laughs> They're going to lose land to the Japanese, who they have issues with. They're going to lose land to the Chinese, because everybody's going to figure out that these guys can't win a war. So now you can just take whatever disputes you have with them and be like, yeah, no, that's our land. We're going to take it back now. Did you guys see that video that was online last month? Of There's like this crazy redneck Texan guy who's like pro-Russian. Oh, he went over there? And he went over there and he's he made this video where he's like showing the Russian tanks in the background and he, he's like, yeah, we're going to go liberate the Ukrainians and this is only like 20% of the Russian army. He's and like it, telling all the stuff. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm like, how did this guy get to here and <laughs> what the fuck? They accepted him? That's so weird. <laughs> They're like, yeah, this guy from Texas can fight for us. He can do a I mean, documentary. I about doubt us. that guy's fighting anybody, but the fact, yeah, it, the fact that they're like even entertaining and being there yeah. seems weird. I think they're trying to get the Republicans like on their side. I think because like they, there's recently been a, a propaganda by the Russians who are like trying to say like, oh, you know, we want. Uh, uh, a more Russia-friendly government, you know, and they're they're saying they're they're trying to support Trump for the next election. So it sounds like that's what you know that's their plan. That's their move. Man, on the Trump thing, I, he's going to be I president. Hate it, but I, I almost feel like he probably is going to be president. Again. Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely it's, think he could be. He will be. 
Like, I hate Democrats, but it's such a travesty. <laughs> both sides are shit, man. I think they're both yeah. colluding. I think I think it's just, there is no government. It's just those people uh, run everything. They're all playing the game and getting money from their outside sources and yeah. shit. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the problem. Yeah, they just did some polls and, like, yeah, the Democrats in these midterms are going to get creamed. Yeah. Well, the whole economy shit's going against them. And then you had the COVID shit and people were all pissed off about and businesses went under. And now you got the gas. It's going to be... And a lot of those problems would still be there, even with Republicans in charge. But that's the thing. is People are are just continually upset. So, like, they go against whoever happens to be in power. And it just goes back and forth. But the problem is just what you said. They're all bought and paid for shitheads. And and so, yeah. Well, I mean, usually whoever's in... in, Whoever has a presidency, almost always they lose seats at the midterms anyway. But I think it's going to be... It's going to be a shit show. And then... Trump's going to come walking back in 2024 and have the House and the the Senate. I mean, that, let me see, that, that's, that could be really bad news that for Ukraine. Bad. It could be bad for a lot of things. Mm. But, I mean, last time when he was in office, he was, like, telling Ukraine, like, we're not going to support you, give you weapons and this and that, unless you look into Hunter Biden. Yeah. So, like, if he tries that again, then Ukraine's screwed, man. I mean, I, that's pretty much been blown open, I feel like. Mm. No, I mean, like, but he... I think his motivation is just to cut aid to Ukraine. Yeah. You know, every day on Twitter, there's people, you know, tweeting about how, oh, here's another example of how Trump, uh, you know, blatantly broke the law and like, we're going to arrest him. And I'm like, it's never going to fucking happen. All these, like, it's not even like close to happening. Yeah. There's like, oh, we got him on 10,000 different things, red handed. Yeah. Let's see how those work out. They don't do shit. Yeah. It's always just, to get the news, I don't even pay attention to it anymore. Like it's it's a waste of time. Yeah, it's just noise mm-hmm. because it's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, and it's going to lead to absolutely nothing except probably him becoming president again. Yeah. Oof. But uh, even like, I'm really hoping they both die before the next election. <laughs> I mean, on the Democratic side, like, there's not even like no one to get excited about. Nobody. Yeah. Bernie's the only one I kind of that I liked, but uh, I, yeah, me too. Soon. But he's like old as shit too. Yeah. I mean, I vote. I vote for him again. I would, yeah, (laughs) over Biden. Yeah, in a heartbeat. But Jesus Christ, you know, it just amazes me. Like, there's not one like progressive out there who's like younger and charismatic. You know, I I feel like we need somebody who has the charisma of Trump, but is a progressive, (laughs) not a shithead. You know, but like, it's not going to be very long before we see a. Very powerful populist leader. I don't know who it's going to be, but it's coming. But why why can't a populist leader... I mean, by definition, does a populist leader like have to be far right or far left? Can't they be... I don't know. Not necessarily, but I'm betting they're going to be more socialistic. <sighs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think they might go the other route. Yeah, I feel like populism goes the other way. Mm, we'll see. I mean, but the next one is uh, probably the Republican. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right. Even if it's not yeah. Trump, I think it's going to be a Republican. But then again, like <laughs> that's the other thing. I mean, most you got the two other, more years after midterms, maybe most of the other Republicans people don't like either. Like compared to Trump, I mean, yeah, anybody who tries to oppose him just gets taken down. Yeah, I mean, in our in our lifetime, there hasn't been like a a single term Democrat, has there? There's, Bush was a Republican. Yeah, in a single term. And so far, Trump's been a single term. Yeah, I don't think so. Not in our lifetime, but Carter was a single term, wasn't he? He might have been. 
I think Lyndon Johnson was too. I'm not sure. Is that counting like one full term and like one? I thought he was just a one term president. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, in our lifetime, you know, Bill Clinton had to, Obama had to, but yeah, it, I don't think Biden has a good chance of making two, but uh, we'll see. Is he even planning on running again? At one point, he said that he was going to do one term, but I think that was maybe before here. <laughs> the thing is, the I incumbent, the the incumbent always has an advantage. So, like, as long as he's relatively healthy. I think the DNC will try to push him to run again. I don't know why they let him ever do anything other than a teleprompter. Because the shit that comes out of his mouth. But then you don't get stories about corn pop. I know. That's a classic. (laughs) Yeah, Joe Biden's. I mean, you can't have such old. (laughs) Can you imagine like a like a list of like presidential quotes and you get to Joe Biden talking about corn pop? (laughs) I mean, Trump has a lot of good quotes. No, Trump. Trump has said so much. (laughs) Trump's the quote. uh, Kofefe or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, he's got some some great uh, quotes attributed to him. I don't know, man. These guys are too old to be president. But Bernie's old. I like him. I don't know. I just don't like them. I guess. Um, well, <laughs> uh, should we wrap this up before we get too political? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's deep enough. Yeah. All right, guys. Everyone who listened and watched this week, we do appreciate it very, very much. Please tell all your friends about us. Please subscribe both to the YouTube channel and on your podcast service of choice. Leave us thumbs up, positive reviews, comments, all that great, great stuff. And why not, just for the hell of it, follow us on social media, specifically Twitter. Guys, where can people find you on Twitter? I am at a name for this too, and that's number two. At unsolicited S U G. And you can, of course, find me at Zach Jones Live, Z A C H J O N E S L I V E. And that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys. Take care. Have a good one.